I'm here this afternoon with my uh, good friend and colleague Grayson Hart. Grayson, as you may know, is a professional rugby player, plays for uh, Ealing Trail Finders in the championship and in the past has played for, remind me mate, is it Auckland Blues, mm. New South Wales, yeah. Edinburgh, Glasgow? I've had a bit of a journey. <laughs> um, Blues, Waratahs in Sydney, Glasgow and Edinburgh, and I did the Scotland Sevens last year. That's right. Yeah, cool. It's good fun. It's been a good little uh, pin to see the world. <laughs> yeah. And you're now, you live in London. You're, uh, are you, you just got married, is that right? Got married in July. Lovely wife, Chelsea. That's right. Yes. Yeah. She's enjoying some, she's back in Cape Town at the moment getting a new passport. So she's enjoying some sunshine for a couple of weeks. Well, we're here enjoying this um, crisp but beautiful (laughs) London weather. Uh, So, mate, I wanted to to have a bit of a chat. So, obviously, you and I have been talking together about the understanding that we we're sometimes referred to as inside out um, for a few years now, and I wanted to just get together with you today to have a little bit of chat about something that we've talked about in the past. The relationship between well-being uh mental health in sport and and performance a lot of people are becoming more and more aware of the well-being side of things whereas maybe in the past looking at the psychological aspects of sports been purely from a performance point of view so i just wanted to kind of ask you at what point you've you obviously you've been around you've been a professional rugby player since you were 18 19 yeah and I remember having some conversations with you in the past where, you know, you were struggling a little bit with, with how you were feeling both on and off the um, on and off the field. If you could just say a few words about that, that would be cool. I, I definitely experienced some real struggles throughout my rugby career um, and, and sort of, I guess, those struggles somehow led me towards um, this understanding of the mind that, that, that I've come across and really changed everything in my experience from sport to just life in general, connecting with people, um, just understanding of myself and others. Uh, leading up to that point, I really did struggle a lot and looking back, and, and trying to sort of recollect how it all unfolded. To me, there was one standout fundamental misunderstanding that I can now see in hindsight. Um, and that, that misunderstanding was when I got to about 17, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. I thought I'd been pretty just going getting along with things um, didn't really take school that seriously just enjoying life um, got to the point of about my last year of school and I was like oh what am I going to do I've got to make something of my life here um, and you know in our culture and society it seems it's quite a conditioned belief that our well-being our value as a human is dependent upon outside circumstances. Um, there's a lot of push and there's a lot of more ideas of what success looks like and, and you know, it seems to us that that's in a really good job and relationship, career, money, all those types of things. Um, and I, I really got caught up in that when I turned about 17, 18 and I just got this idea planted in my head that, oh, okay, I haven't done well at school. I definitely don't want to go to university. I don't want to go. I've done a bit of work here and there at the, down at the ports of Auckland, and that was a tough grind. <laughs> I didn't see a, um, a lifelong career for myself down there. Um, and I was quite good at, I was pretty good at rugby. Like, I'd made the rep teams and stuff like that, but I'd always just played for fun and enjoyed it. Um, and, and it was cool, it worked out well. I'd made a lot of the rep teams. Um, 
and then yeah I just got this idea when I started to get insecure about adult life that I was like okay I want to become I want to become a professional rugby player and that idea just stuck in my head and I went and I started training a lot more seriously, practicing in my own time, um, going to the gym and stuff like that. And all of that stuff was well and good, like I was actually quite enjoying it all. But I just had this idea in my head that when I get a contract, that that's where my well-being lies. So I was I was really like caught up in the pursuit and, and as a young guy, like, it, it was quite exciting. Like, I was working hard and um, wasn't quite sure how I was going to work out or not. But I, I, I was enjoying, I guess, the pursuit of trying to make that happen. Of course. And, um, yeah, I just had this idea that if I got the contract, my first contract, that what I was working towards, which really was trying to find value and well-being in life. It didn't seem like, it just seemed like that, a contract, but in my thinking and my perspective, it seemed as though my well-being and value rested upon that contract. And and I ended up getting a contract for the Blues, um, Auckland Blues, Super Rugby team in New Zealand at the age of 19. Um, and it was funny because I genuinely thought once I got that contract, I'm set that everything will unfold easily from there that I'll feel complete as a human being and funnily enough <laughs> as probably a lot of us can relate to I didn't feel content or complete my feeling of well-being didn't change at all and feel more valued as a human being so did you obviously you you'd been training hard up to this point and so obviously when you when you got told you've got the contract that must have been a good feeling that must have that must have been a yeah it was a cool. real good feeling it was you. it was exciting um i remember like getting the kit bag full of gear and taking it home and showing my friends and family and like being really excited and I also remember in the environment there in the team a feeling like I didn't actually belong there like I was a bit of a like I still didn't quite feel that I was really had really earned it or was a part of it so Um, so how long did the good feeling last and then at what point did you start to have the feeling like you say that little bit of insecurity coming back in that hang on a minute, maybe, I, maybe yeah. I don't belong there. Can you remember? I guess throughout the whole thing, it was just ebbing and flowing. Like, there'll be times where I felt really excited and content and like, this is great, I'm set now. And then other times where I was just completely insecure and um, struggling to connect with my teammates, you know, guys that I'd sort of idolised and looked up to and just didn't feel like sort of on their level as a, just a person. Um like personal rugby player um, and so yeah it was just like constantly chopping and changing um, but I guess the underlying feeling most of the time was that um, I needed to get better and that I needed to prove myself and um, and that there was somewhere more to get to okay so now I've got the contract now I need to prove myself here now I need to uh get out onto the field and play X amount of games and get a new contract and um, get ahead of this player and um, improve my skills and this and that. Um, So straight away, there was a sense of a feeling of lack that I wasn't quite good enough and also a feeling of there's somewhere more to get to now. Um, Yeah, And, and that was something that I perceived as life would be absolutely a dream from then. Yeah. Actually, the struggle just perpetuated. I think a lot of sports will find that. I know with my experience with, with, with golf, it was, it was something similar where, you know, I, I obviously I had a goal that I'd set for myself of getting down to a certain handicap. Once I'd got there, it was then about, 
you know, winning a, winning an amateur tournament or getting selected for for a, for an amateur team. Once I'd done that, it was then turning professional and then winning money as a professional. And like you say, it sort of starts to feel like a, you know, like one of those wheels that hamsters, you know, the hamster wheel where yeah. it's just one thing, you know, I'll be all right when I get this. I'll be all right when I hit my next goal. I'll be all right when I hit my next goal. And it sounds like your, you know, your experience was, was, was pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and with all of that noise going on in my thinking um, and that just misguided view and perspective of everything, um, oftentimes during training games, I, I would feel really stuck. Yeah. Like if I didn't feel confident or motivated, I just thought that was that, that was definitive. Like yeah. I didn't know what to do or... Um, or I'll try to find my way out of that and um, in, end up more often than not feeling more stuck. Um, and, and, and there'll be times where, you know, I'll be trying too hard in training and games, trying to prove myself from this misunderstanding that I wasn't enough as, as it was, you know. Yeah. Um, and I guess all of it comes back to a fundamental misunderstanding of how we truly work as human beings and, and what we really are. And because I had no idea of where our experience was coming from, uh, it really truly seemed so real to me that my career, rugby, was the cause of my ups and downs and also the source of what was going to create my well-being. So, so something to get to. There was a new contract, um, better performances, more um, praise from like friends, family, whatever. Coaches um, or yeah, media. coaches. Uh, yeah. um, even just things like um, reading the in the newspaper about how the team went and if, if someone criticised you I'll take it so personally um, and it'll be stuck in my thinking for like the whole next week yeah. um, and then I'll think about every times I'll be going into a new game and I'll be thinking about what some dude wrote about me in the media and, and being like oh I've got, to, I've got to do that good so I can prove them wrong and like all, all this yeah. so much clutter and noise uh that comes from just one fundamental misunderstanding, which is that something outside of us can be the cause of our experience. Yeah. Can be the cause of our um, well-being. You know, the illusion is so strong that our our feelings and, like you say, our well-being comes from outside, from our situation, from our, from our circumstances. You know, we're even pointed in that direction by coaches or sports psychologists or counsellors maybe who a lot of athletes you know I, I went to see four or five sports psychologists when I was playing and they would all give me these coping strategies or techniques so you know if I was feeling nervous I should do a breathing technique or if I was you know feeling under pressure I should do a visualization technique it, it just makes sense because if it looks, if, if we believe that our feelings come from outside, it makes sense for us to look outside for ways to mitigate those feelings, which is why, you know, and I'm sure you've seen it in, in rugby, you know, guys who are struggling, they look outside themselves. They look for, for you know, ways to, to make themselves feel better and, I'm sure you've you know you've had experiences where you know you 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 do things that maybe you looking back probably see don't seem like a great idea because you were just looking outside for for a way to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Say for example, I'd play like touch rugby with my group of friends on a Sunday, and I'd like absolutely love it. And my skills were great, and I'd have fun, and like I felt I was truly expressing myself and playing like. And it was natural to me. Yeah. And and then I'd go 
into the training environment with my professional team and I felt really stiff and like that I could not express myself naturally and then what would happen is I would become aware of that in my thinking that I was feeling restricted and stiff and then I would try to express myself and it doesn't work that way because when I'm there playing on a Sunday with my mates playing touch I'm not trying to express myself it's just a natural byproduct of just going out and playing and just being out there in the moment so I'll then try and like do things to express myself like if I did like little flip passes or steps or whatever and touch but like, okay, well, that's what I need to do now to express myself and, and obviously it doesn't work because it's not instinctive it's not free um, and, and yeah like I, I would talk to sports psychologists like that have sports psychologists come in and out of our environment and talk to players and um, people that they're called mental skills coaches yeah. and stuff and one of the things that I would always say to them is like, all I need is to feel confident more of the time. Like, if I just felt confident, I know I can go out and like play well consistently, but I just don't feel confident when I'm in here. I, I really feel unconfident. Yeah. And never once was I pointed in the direction that we don't need to feel confident to play. That yeah. our, the source of our performance is within us constantly. And, and the idea of confidence is out of our control. Confidence, the, the, the concept of confidence is just thought ebbing and flowing, which is a completely natural, uncontrollable part of being a human. Like, thought comes and goes. And we've got a lot of thinking in our head sometimes we don't feel so confident or we maybe feel a little bit more anxious or whatever we feel and then when left to its own devices when that clears we're just naturally in the moment like what we'd maybe refer to as feeling confident which yeah. is just nothing on our mind we're just playing yeah. and because I didn't get that when I would feel in a lower state and a bit more thinking I would get really caught up in that thinking and that just would perpetuate and add more and it gets in the way of that ebb and flow of that that the system clearing and, and seeing life clearly and how it truly is and I never ever once got pointed to the fact that whatever happens on a rugby field whatever happens whether you get a contract or you don't get a contract whether you win or lose or not that the source of our experience is untouchable. Even a match in front of thousands of people that is perceived at high stakes and people getting paid a lot of money and and I never once was pointed in that direction. I was always sort of given, like you said, ways and tips and techniques and what things to think about or visualise to create more confidence. Yeah. So the the misunderstanding was added to. Yeah. Because it's yeah. then really seen that I was already called a misunderstanding that the key to my performance laid in being confident all of the time. So I was given these ideas and ways in which to feel confident. And it just completely doesn't work that way. It's yeah. a downward spiral when you're trying to control your state of mind, which all it is is an ebb and flow of an energy of thought which is completely out of our own control but but realizing what it is that's enough that's that's all we need mm. we just need an understanding and knowing of the nature of thought of state of mind that it will always come and go um, and that's no different for a world-class athlete at the top of their game playing internationally or everyday say stay at home mother yeah. you know like yeah, that's true. the energy of thought ebbs and flows throughout the day no differently for any human being and to the extent which we really understand that from within ourselves is the extent where we're, we're guided by wisdom not by 
trying to control our state of mind and believing that it's, it's, it's almost like I was so stuck in this misunderstanding that confidence was the source of my good play that it's, it's like saying if you said to a mother with three kids at home on her own looking after these kids in order to be able to feed your children you have to feel confident <laughs> like it sounds ridiculous yeah. right like the mum's showing up doing what makes sense caring for these kids showing them love and to the extent which we know that it's the same as the mum just showing up and doing what makes sense we just show up and go and play yeah and get out the way of ourselves really yeah yeah I think you know there has been a shift in in sport over the last maybe 10 years where people have started to look more in the direction of uh, there's, a, there's a better understanding of, of mental health in sport maybe because you know there have been a number of, of high profile athletes and, and sports people who have who have come out and, and, and actually admitted that they have been been struggling with their their mental health so so you know it's, it's without a shadow of a doubt it's a good thing that more and more people are becoming aware that anybody can can struggle you know it doesn't matter whether you're like you say a world-class rugby player or footballer on hundreds of thousands of pounds a year because you're as you've said because your well-being doesn't come from your circumstances it doesn't come from the situation you're in it's almost harder for those people because looking in from outside these people have got everything you know they've got fame they've got money they've got status they've got all the trappings that, that everybody believes would, would be what make you happy. And yet they're not. So f- from that perspective, it, it's even harder when you're in that position because you believe that if you believe that, that your well-being comes from outside, comes from circumstances, and you've, you look around you and you've got everything that everybody else thinks should make you happy and you still feel insecure, you still feel afraid, you still feel low you still feel angry you know you're going to question you're going to question yourself even more so you know while it's while it's welcome that that more and more i don't want to use the word publicity but there's more, much more awareness around mental health mm. i think it is it's so important that we that we that we approach this in the right way which is by as you've said pointing people back inside to the true um, realization that their well-being you know we all work from inside out that you know that 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 an outside circumstance has got no power to affect how you feel and unfortunately we're still seeing people being pointed outside when they're when they're struggling which you know can make the situation even worse yeah there definitely has been a sort of quite a campaign, I guess, <clears throat> around raising awareness of mental health and sports. And you, you hear a lot of players coming out talking about their own experiences of depression and struggle and stuff like that. Now, I think it's good and bad because, but yeah, it's good to <clears throat> create awareness for people to see that because there's, there's a misconception that someone who plays elite sport has some different sort of use of their mind than another person but there's, that's completely untrue that's right yeah spot on they're just good at sport yeah like the, the ebb and flow of experience insecurity confidence anxiousness whatever it is is exactly the same as anyone else these people just play sport and they're good at it um the issue I feel is that a lot of these articles and this publicity are really pointing in the wrong direction because a lot of the people are are kind of saying that this pressure environment or these circumstances 
were the cause of the the struggle, yeah. were the cause of their depression. That's so true. And so they're saying, oh, you know, I, I got injured and I was really struggling and then I spiraled into depression. Um, or, or the high stakes pressures of playing this level of rugby uh, week in, week out got the best of me yeah and you know in all fairness it's, it's totally innocent you know that's how it looks to them yeah. um, you know and, and, and if you don't understand how this works it it does look like it looks like that your feelings of pressure your feelings of being injured or whatever it looks like your feelings are coming from those circumstances so there's no blame attached here to, to, to anyone who feels in a, in a you know, in a bad way, whatever their circumstances are, because the illusion is, the illusion is a strong one. But it is also important that 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 we we do point people in the right direction, which is back towards the fact that our feelings come from thought in the moment, not from what's happening to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's completely innocent, and it's just the conditioned um, misunderstanding that our culture is caught in that. We work from out to in that our feelings are, are caused by something outside of us. And the intellect will always point outside and, and try to find and give you a reason as to what you're feeling. But that dialogue is never true. And understanding that is our greatest gift in order to see through the illusion. Uh, and so often we get caught believing all of our thinking and, and it's always going to be pointing outside Yeah. but the knowing beyond that that hold on it's not possible like it doesn't work that way absolutely it's going to seem like that and it's going to seem if you're feeling down and you're really struggling that your intellect's going to point outside of you sort of absolutely. whatever's going on whether it's relationship whether it's job whether it's the weather, whether yeah. it's anything outside of you, and it will seem to you like that's the cause. And when we fall for that trick, that illusion, the layers of thinking, they stack up, yeah. and that's the clutter, that's the noise, and then that's what leads us to try and escape that noise by because we fall for the misunderstanding that it's caused by outside of us, we look for an outside coping mechanism. And um, there's many, many coping yeah. mechanisms, you know, and, and in professional sport, like, there's a lot of coping going on, just as everywhere else in life, yeah. you know? I mean, and, we've, we've all done it, haven't we? I mean, I, if I had a bad round of golf, I'd be, you know, I'd be down the pub. Mm. My, my coping mechanism was get a few beers down, yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, we hear, we hear about unfortunately sports people who who are in the same boat you know if you're if you even if you know it's wrong as an athlete you know you, you these guys and, and girls are not doing it deliberately but as you say they're trying to escape the feeling and it it looks like the escape is going to be found in an outside circumstance so whether it's having a drink or whether it's having a bet or whether it's in a relationship or, or whatever that that way of self-medicating is even though we know it's not the right thing to do we still end up doing it yeah yeah and it just adds then to the noise absolutely to the to the misguided thinking and then it's a cycle yeah you know and then, and then we want to escape our own thinking and so we go cope again. Yeah. And yeah, like there's so much, it's, it's the misunderstanding of our, our culture and, and, it, and it is the cause of struggle for us as human beings and um, it's no different in sport, uh, just life in general. Um, and even to the extent like guys who are playing really well or, or some guys feel completely free and in the moment when they're out on a rugby field in front of the crowd and just playing, they feel at home. 
because obviously there's less uh, in those moments they have less thinking going on yeah that's really true um, and and often I, and you can see with guys that can be amazing top performers and they're unbelievable on the field and they're in their element they're in their zone their minds are clear they're just out there playing um, but away from the field all the noise comes back yeah, all the thinking true. all the concepts all the ideas around identity ego and it's all innocent it all comes from the same misunderstanding and then through that they're trying to reach that feeling of belonging that they feel out on the field you know and they're trying to find it in other ways away from the field um, and and that's just adding that's obviously then they're trying to get somewhere yeah and it's, it's ongoing again now the the solution to that and like what I experienced when you come to truly glimpse into the true nature of all human beings that although we've been sold this innocently this illusion our whole lives and it's been conditioned into us that we work from out to in the truth is it's never worked that way and and as much as a as a principle um as much as much as gravity as a principle yeah. that it's impersonal that it works the same way every time you drop um, you drop something off a um, building it drops every time it's not personal it doesn't matter whether um, the object's completely different like gravity will always do the same thing and it's the same for us as human beings we 100% of the time live in the feeling of the energy of thought which is the creative energy behind our experience and then once that flows through us our intellect personal thinking mm. takes place and tries to explain what's going on to us personal thing is just an after effect we're, we're so caught up in personal thinking as a society as a culture that we're missing the fact that there's a source of our experience and that is what we're living in the feeling of, not the personal thinking. And um, so coming to realize that nature, that there is in fact a clear-cut principle of how our experience works, that it's coming from within 100% of the time, that all of our experiences internally generated, it's like a projector. Yeah. Works from in to out, it's never the other way around. Um, Realising that was an absolute game changer for me. And when did that happen? Like, when would you say you started to see it? I would have been about 23, 24 years old when I had my first, like, massive insight. Like, I'd never considered like anything really along how we work or um, what our, how our experience truly is. Um, I was just sort of going along with what I've been led to believe my whole life, um, which is mo- what most of us are doing, you know. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I really hit rock bottom, like um, my rugby wasn't going well. I'd gone from being a really promising young player to really struggling away from the field getting into quite a lot of trouble away from rugby um, a lot of sort of like we said coping um, and, and that was really affecting my performance as well um, and came to me for me a point where like I, it felt like I didn't know where to go anymore um, and that's where I guess I became open like there has to be another way because I can't carry on like this um, and somehow coming open through that that struggle I guess um, 
I got I got connected with a man who who pretty much pointed me in this direction, um, and and I and I had a really big insight, and I went home from I stayed with the guy. Um, he works with athletes, and he shares this understanding of the mind in his own way, really. And I went home from uh, working with him, and like I, I couldn't explain it, but my my perspective on life had changed and for someone who really lived for the weekends to go out and get really drunk with my friends and and even to the point where I was doing it two to three times during the week as well um, because that seemed to me like the best way to escape all of the clutter and all of the struggle and all of the down and depressing feelings that I was experiencing that seemed to me like the only way to get a momentary release from that yeah and obviously we can see now why it always seemed like a good idea because the noise and clutter that comes from all that coping it stacks up again on top of each other and yeah. you want to escape it again but um, yeah I, I went home from there and something for me that had been a real problem for for the last few years which was drinking and um, going out all the time genuinely did not make sense like I didn't try to stop it I just I was like I don't need Part, and part of the drinking and going out was the feeling like wanting to feel a sense of belonging as well like yeah. with my friends and like with the like people out and, um, like like I wanted to feel a part of something yeah. um, and I just realised like we all are complete as we are there's nothing outside of us that can add to the true nature of what we all are and always have been, and I just and I just be completely caught in my own misguided thinking for so long that I just didn't realise that. Like as pure as a newborn baby is, that's the nature of every single one of us. Now we just get so ingrained in this outside and misunderstanding that. We, we think that our value as a human rests outside of us. And for me, like, because of the struggle and all of the noise going on and the clutter, I was looking for that and drinking and nightclubs and stuff like that. And I just realized, like, shit, like, I'm, I'm complete. I'm fine. Like, I don't need to go. And I wasn't, like, trying to resist going out. I was just, Heck, I don't want to be there. Doesn't no. didn't make sense to me. And yeah, like I went for a fair few fair while, like like in that sort of state of just feeling really content and complete. Um, and then I became curious sort of around what how that shift had taken place. Yeah. Because I had experienced such a shift in myself, like I felt drawn I wanted to help other people but I wasn't quite clear on how um, that shift had taken place really in me yeah. um, it was just like a light bulb had gone off when I'd been pointed within to how we truly work um, so I started like reading books and stuff like that and, and trying to figure out like uh, different you know different ideas and psychology and spiritual things and meditation and nothing like really made that much sense to me and um, and then when I came across the inside out understanding which was um, I came across it through our, our friend and colleague Garrett Kramer's book and I ended up um, reading that and getting in touch and speaking with him and it just made so much sense it really clearly articulated what had happened and what the shift was that took place within me um, and, and since then it's just become clearer and clearer and just feel drawn to share it and try to help people get 
Mm. That's cool. And I think, like I said, people are, you know, even in sports teams um, and, and with regard to the way athletes are, we're, we're talking about mental health and, and well-being today, which is, is the foundation of this. But what more and more teams and coaches are are seeing is that the performance element of sport comes out of well-being whereas in the past it might have been to a greater or lesser extent athletes you know particularly in team sports were maybe seen as not disposable but replaceable um, and the performance was everything so if a player was performing then they were seeing well you know your well-being comes from your performance if you're performing performing well then you'll be happy Whereas now, you know, a number of sports teams of you know are putting programs in place where they're they're trying to help the the, the well being of the players. Um, again, unfortunately, though, we're, we're you know they most of them are getting it the wrong way around. So they are seeing as as player they're seeing the player well being coming out of the environment that the players are in. So they're believing that if they you know, if they pay the players really well, if they look after the players in terms of their off-the-field needs, so whether it's looking after the families, whether it's, um, you know, food, whether it's, um, you know, trips away, bonding trips or whatever, they're, they're trying to create a culture and, a, and, a, and a, a feeling of well-being for the athletes, for the players, through the environment which as you and I both know is outside in again. It's, it's, it's a much better model than what was happening previously, but it's still getting it the wrong way around. It's still getting it outside in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely helpful that organizations maybe looking more in the direction of well-being of players, but as we know, that, like when you're trying to get everything in the environment circumstances in line in order to create a feeling of well-being in your players your pursuit is going to go on forever like you you can never ever get everything perfect outside to cause well-being within a person or in in a group of people Uh, because fundamentally what is a is a truth is well-being does not come from outside of you. It's a realization of what your true nature is, which it always has been. And like, like, look at you can meet people who have unbelievable wealth or material assets, and some of them are really happy and content, and some are really unhappy and arrogant or struggling. So true. And then you can meet some people who have really not a lot at all, money, um, assets, whatever, uh, and some of them are really struggling. And you can meet people in a similar circumstances and some are the happiest people in the world. Yeah. So it's never, ever, ever the circumstance, the world, the, the outside things. Now, when talking in terms of a a team culture like when when from the top the leaders the coaches the directors the people who are, who are leading and running the show if they have a sense of understanding that their security as a human being is never dependent upon their team's results never ever depending on anything outside of them when they're living in the presence of that knowing the knock-on effects in the people around them in their organization that's the that's where the impact lies if you can get a group of people and understanding that who they are is enough from that, a byproduct of that is genuine connection with the people around them, a feeling of belonging, um, 
an openness to express themselves as just them, just being themselves. Freedom to go out like a kid in a park and go and play the game the way they play naturally. That's where the best comes through, is understanding that you are completely untouchable, you're always enough, and that no matter what unfolds in the world of form and circumstances, you'll never lose that. Mm-hmm. That, if an organisation is looking in that direction and that filters down through throughout, that is the cause of culture, which is a word that really, I guess, is misunderstood because so many people talk about culture and they try and emulate a winning team's culture but all they're doing is trying to emulate byproducts of connection, love, freedom. They're trying to emulate the situation, aren't they? They're not emulating what it is that created that in the first place. They're trying to copy a situation. So this is why, I mean, this is why I see this understanding as being a, a, a game changer for you know, as a massive opportunity for, for, for sports because, you know, like you say, if, if, if you believe that player wellbeing comes from the environment, it's going to cost you an enormous amount of money to continually provide the best environment for your players. And all you do is you end up in an arms race with all of your competitors who are trying to spend more and more money to create a better and better environment, to create more and more wellbeing in the players. When... Actually, it doesn't come from that. So at some point, a team is going to see, is going to understand this, and they're going to realise that well-being has got nothing to do with the environment, and they're going to put together a group of a group of players who have this understanding from the top right down to the bottom, and that team is going to be so disruptive in in whatever sport, whatever league they come into, because they will have something in terms of their whether you want to call it team spirit or culture or whatever, which is, has been built from the inside out, not from the outside in. Mm-hmm. And regardless of, of how much money's been spent on that team, they're going to be an absolute force mm-hmm. because they get this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And not only that, they're going to be out there impacting and making a difference in the community, in their own households, with their kids, with their partners. Um, coaches aren't going to be having heart attacks because they, they understand. They're going to go. They're going to do all the work that makes sense to them to give their team the best opportunity to win. But they're going to go there and they, they know that their well-being is not dependent upon the result. And that's massively liberating, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach. If you understand that your feelings are have nothing to do, whether you win, lose, or draw, or where your next contract is, or what the team owner or you think the team owner thinks of you, then you know you're free. You're a free man or free woman. You can go off and and do whatever makes sense to you in the moment and live your life in the way that that makes sense. Yeah. And people often say, like when we talk about this understanding because it's new, it's quite new, like, it's not new at all, like, this is just the fact of how it worked, but being pointed to this as a principle is quite new to people. Absolutely. Um, A lot of people, they'll say, well, hold on then, like, if the externals aren't the motivators, then why even do it? Like, wouldn't you just not care? Like, wouldn't you just sit at home and not be bothered. How, what, what, where then do you get your motivation, inspiration to go out and be at your best and play hard? Um, and it's a fair, it's a good question because from the old model, based upon the intellect that we work from out to in, like you're always grinding and working hard to get somewhere. Uh, and it seems like it's within your responsibility to do that. Now, funnily enough, when we're living an understanding of how life truly works, we we actually, the shackles come off, we're less restricted 
Now, innocently from believing that our value and well-being comes from contracts, performances, wins, whatever, we're actually adding to the layers of thinking which get in the way of us going and truly throwing ourselves into something completely. Um, and, and realizing that doesn't make you a, a person who's unmotivated and um, it actually frees you up. It's like a little child. Like, why, why does a child love to just go out and play and throw themselves into whatever they're doing with reckless abandon and love and freedom? They don't have a reason for it. It's because they don't have a concept on their mind of what this means and what there is to get to with it. That is, in fact, allows us to fall into our true capacity to throw ourselves into something completely. It's a misunderstanding that we have to have a target and an external motivator. That's actually... It's actually restricting. It's, it's, it's a paradox, isn't it? Because like you say, you know, you... You know, you had this dream that you wanted to be a professional rugby player. I had a dream that I wanted to be a professional golfer. And it's that dream that we believe was motivating us to put in the hard yards, to go and practice, to grind, to, you know, to travel, to do all of these things. But that, that was just an illusion. When I, when I look back, what do I, what, what gives me the most pleasure from golf? It's just hitting a great golf shot. And unfortunately, the, the illusion that I had that I needed to become a professional golfer and be successful, make a load of money, win a load of tournaments or whatever, that got in the way of that intrinsic love that I had for the game of golf. And, and you know, yes, the dream was what I thought was, was getting me motivated, but it wasn't. It was never that. I just believe that that's what it was. And, and, you know, very quickly when I wasn't getting the results that I'd hoped for, that dream that I had, you know, that was that turned, that turned sour and that was golf all of a sudden became something that I really didn't enjoy anymore. Mm. Yeah. Well, when you, it's like, think about, it's the same, the smart, this misunderstanding that we work from out to in plays out in every area of life, it's the root of struggle in every area that we face struggle. For us, it took place in our sporting careers because we fell for the misunderstanding that our value lay in results yeah. of, and performance and money that were brought to us by our career sport. And when that seemed the case, then when we weren't feeling good, that was then the cause of us not feeling good. Yeah. So it's two sides of the same coin. Now think about that same misunderstanding in, for example, a relationship. When when we fall for the illusion that our well-being is dependent upon our partner or, or being finding the perfect relationship, then when we do, when we're in the relationship and when we're not feeling good, because we already had that first misunderstanding that they're the cause of our well-being, when they're not acting in line with a made-up concept in our head of how they should be, then it will seem to us like they are the cause of our struggle. Of course. Now, how does that work? How can... How can if they be, if they're the cause of your well-being and the cause of your struggle, it doesn't work that way. It's it's a misunderstanding of cause and effect, yeah. and and the realization of that. Now we're never gonna escape personal thinking and the perspective coming from our intellect that's gonna point outside. So say if we're feeling low and down, which is a natural part of everyday life as a human, that ebb and flow going between the two. Say we're feeling down. Yeah, I want to let will at times, I'm sure that it's likely that it will point and say, 
something that your partner's doing that's causing yeah. us or they haven't replied to your message or oh they don't seem that kind and loving right now or oh they should have cooked dinner or, or the internet will find something outside of you yeah. and when we don't understand how we work we'll cling on to that and then that noise adds up it stacks up and then we react it's with anger or with, we feel um, annoyed at them or, or we just maybe close off uh, all of it has arisen from a misunderstanding of how we work and and say in my experience like man there's certainly times where in the ebb and flow of life when I'm maybe feeling a bit down my intellect will point outside to my wife or to my career or just anything like I said earlier like could be something as trivial as the weather yeah. or the traffic or whatever and, and then and yeah we fall for it and then we want to react and we want to try to do something to change the situation but more often than not after looking in this direction and realising that there is a simple truth that to how we work what happens is because this truth has always been within us there's a guidance within us that allows a wisdom to see back to this truth even when we are in moments of struggle so for example if I come home and I'm feeling low and my intellect then innocently will point and say it's to do with something to do with my wife a wisdom within me will be like hold on don't don't carry on that with that train of thought. Don't get caught up on it. Because it doesn't work. It's, it's not. That's not the cause of your feeling. It's the ebb and flow of the energy that's behind the creative experience of being a human. That's all that we're feeling. And and funnily enough, that realization in that moment, that little insight, is actually enough to allow that wisdom to guide you. And before you know it, that train of thought that was saying your partner's not being kind or they're annoying you, it's gone. Yeah. And then you're seeing them for what they are. Like, they're just another person and you love them. And it's the same, it plays out in every area of life within ourselves. We be hard on ourselves and blame ourselves and then we see it clearly and it's like, hold on. It's, it's all just an energy playing out from within us. Yeah. And that's so true in sport, isn't it? You know, where, where particularly with an individual sport like like golf, but also in a sport such as rugby where, you know, you're you 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 know, you the idea of personal responsibility is a very strong one. So if you miss a tackle or you you know, you, you misplace you drop a pass or something, it's like it's very easy to blame yourself. But when you when you understand that the the, the nature of, of how we work, well, nobody means to make a mistake. And the reason you're feeling the way you're feeling is not because you made a mistake, it's because of the thinking you have around that mistake after it's happened. So, you know, if you don't understand how it works, you'll either blame yourself, which leads to more thinking, or you'll start feeling like you have to do something extra special to make up for the mistake that you made which then leaves you to try too hard which then leads you to make another mistake and it's as I say it's that it's that you know that 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 illusion that we're responsible for for you know for, for our thinking when we you know nobody means to make a mistake and we're only acting on the thinking that we had in the moment so if a decision turns out to be a bad one well that's just life that's just the way it is yeah yeah the intellect likes the the illusion that it's in control. That's true. And, that, and, and it's always going to, when we're operating on the plane of the intellect, it's always going to be, it's always going to seem like that, that that's in control. Yeah. But there's a wisdom, and that's what we're pointing to, the realisation that's waiting within all of us to be seen again that realization puts us in touch with the knowing that hold on the intellect's not always telling the truth 
Mm. It's just concepts and ideas that yeah. are preconceived, you know, and and it's it's the greatest blessing that we can come to realize. Like we've been so caught up in uh, a culture and a worldview from the day we were brought into this earth that that our own personal intellects are running the show and are the creative force behind the experience. And that fundamental misunderstanding leads us to, to trouble, to struggle. And, and what we're pointing to is, in fact, the intellect is just the whole bundle of thought that are preconceived concepts, ideas just playing out. That it's just knowledge that's been attained. And it's always going to assume control and, and it's going to always point outside of us. But the knowing, the wisdom that we're pointing to, that's just waiting in us all to be seen again, uh, allows us to navigate through those stories and transcend them and dissolve them and just see life for what it truly is. And um, in my experience and, and in people who I know, like thousands of people have been impacted by this realization of, of the truth of how we work you just it's it's the greatest gift that we can come to realize in our lifetime because um, we can go on and on and on trying to get everything in line outside of us to realize well-being but I tell you what you'll never find well-being outside of yourself so true mate it's so true mate I really appreciate your time this afternoon that was a that was a great conversation so um yeah, this has been uh, Grace and Hart from Healing Trail Finals in Scotland. Um, thank you, mate. We'll hope to speak to you again soon.